Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 70. What's going on everybody? What's going on? What's happening? What's crackalacking? And what is shaking and baking? Listen, I am coming to you from Grand Rapids, of course, um, because <laughs> the way this New York trip was set up, the podcast was not going to happen in New York. <laughs> Everything went left. All the all the plans that I had to do the podcast and um, and uh, New York literally went left. Um, and it it was an amazing time in New York. I'll be actually talking about that uh, for the opinionated topic of the week. Um, just recapping my New York trip, man. First of all, um, but first off, before we even get into that, I hope everybody's week has been great. Um, let me just recap my week. My week was a lot of, uh, revelations, um, a lot of loss, if you, if you hear what I'm saying. Um, I am a newly single man, um, and that may come as a shock to some of you, um, but I am very, uh, single. Um, to me, or for me, it is not by choice. It was not by choice, but I did make the decision um, to do it uh, for the simple fact that I'm only going to fight um, or I'm only going to get in the ring with somebody who's going to fight with me. And what I mean by that is literally sitting here and being able to fight for something and being able to... It, it, being able to work and be willing to change for the better, for the betterment of the relationship. Now we have a lot of instant gratification going on in our, in our time right now. And, um, it, it, instant gratification plays a lot into, um, our culture now. And, and I would definitely say, um, uh, relationships, especially, um, uh, with our generation, I think instant gratification is a it's a big it's a big wall for a lot of us and um i'm not saying that's what happened with here what i'm saying is <laughs> basically what i'm saying is i'm only going to get in the ring with you if you are going to really put in the work and honestly guys i have no nothing bad to say about her you know what i'm saying like she was amazing you know and if in the future um you know god puts us in um, a new space and a different space at a different time, um, then I'm all here for it. But as of right now, I am a single man. And uh, I just know what I can and can't tolerate. You know, I know my worth as a, as, as a man, you know, and that might sound real crazy to some of y'all because a lot of y'all don't know y'all worth, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's not no shot. That's not no shot. It's not no shade. But that's true. That's facts. A lot of y'all don't know your worth. And that's men and women both. You understand what I'm saying? I and like I explained to her, I said, I, I love you. You understand what I'm saying? Like you came into my life and you and you and, and you 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 popped up into my life when I was in a place of happiness and peace. And you brought a little bit more happiness. You understand what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I won't have my peace disturbed. And I won't disturb yours. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you are in a place of peace. When you're in a place of just 
knowing who you are and knowing what you can and can't tolerate from anybody, not just not just from your girlfriend or your from your boyfriend, but from anybody. That means going into work. That means going into your um um even going into the gas station. That that's for anything. I know my worth, I know what I can and can't tolerate, and I won't have it. You understand what I'm saying? I know what I can. I know what I can do as a boyfriend, you know, in that situation. You understand what I'm saying? It was a great relationship. Um we were together for about technically for about two months, but we dated for six, and uh, it was great. You understand what I'm saying? Like it was, a, it was a great relationship. You understand what I'm saying? It was a great run. Seriously, it was. And what I, how I looked at it was, um, for better or for worse, you you didn't waste my time. You understand what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people will sit there and say, oh. You know, you you got your time wasted. Where, where, where does that time go? Well, first of all, for us, it wasn't really a waste of time. You know, like it wasn't, or for me at least, it wasn't really a waste of time. Um, I was still doing the same things that I'm doing now in my, while I was with her. You understand what I'm saying? Like nothing changed on my end in, in a sense of, you know, my grind didn't stop. Like, I, I grind even harder. You understand what I'm saying? Like, my grind even went further. You understand what I'm saying? But when you have so much going on, you cannot put so much energy in somebody. I Like I said, equality in a relationship is, is, is massive. You understand what I'm saying? Taking accountability, being able to own your, own your shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we have to get to a place where we have to take accountability for our shit. You know, men and women alike. You cannot go through life sitting here saying that we agree that we can't agree to disagree. Then that then there's no type of, you know, like there's no type of balance or foundation or where you guys can move forward. And this is not just for relationships. This is for friendships. These are for acquaintances, whatever. People need to understand you need to love yourself first. Right. Because like I told her, I love you, but I love me way the fuck more. And I will not compromise me to sit here and dwindle down to this type of relationship. And it made me understand where my maturity level was, where I could take, what I could take, what I couldn't take. I wasn't the 22-year-old tie anymore. For me, I knew that about myself. No matter how many arguments, no matter how much we got into it, I knew that about me. You understand what I'm saying? That. For me, I've grown up. For me, I have made strides. I've put 110% into this, right? I put my best foot forward. And that's all you can do is put your best foot forward. And when you've done what you feel all you can do, huh? then, you know, I, for me, I just have to let it go. I have to. Especially if it's bringing unnecessary stress, unnecessary just weight on my shoulders. I don't have the time for that. My career is moving. And like I said, she's not a bad girl. She wasn't a bad girl. She's not. She's a beautiful human being. Anybody would be lucky to have her as a girlfriend, as a friend. Anybody would be lucky, period. And see, a lot of people would sit here and be like, oh, yeah, we you you not bash her. No, why would I? For what? What do I have to bash her for? We had a great run. It just did not work out. We couldn't see things out of eye, and that's fine. That is perfectly fine. 
For me, that's fine. I'm good. I handle, for me, I handle things so maturely that I had to sit there and like be in shock for me. You understand what I'm saying? And be like, whoa, you went to a place of a sense of peace, right? Because when you know yourself, you don't have to do the extra raw rah right? And don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Never was, never have been, and never will be. But if you want me to try, I'm going to put my 110% best foot forward to try. But when I don't get that back in return, when I don't get it back in return, when I say that you, when I say that I put 110% and, you know, that other person puts in 50, 40%, that's not equality. That's not it. If you're going to rock, you're going to rock. I need 110% from you just as much as you need it from me. And this goes for anybody in any friendship group, any relationship, whatever. The fact of the matter is, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the physical. The emotional communication is also important. If not one of the most important. When you get into a relationship, a lot of people want to just be physical. That's fine. Have the physicality. That's cool. Sex is great. Sex is good. But sex is expendable. Sex is expendable. Pussy and dick out here is expendable just like that. For me, I'm not looking for that. I'm not even looking. I wasn't even looking. (laughs) I can tell you. And I told her like I tell, I I will tell y'all like I told her. I was looking on Tinder for booty when we met. Like, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was in a place of just like, okay, you know what? Today I'm down trying to look for booty. And nothing was popping up. And then she boom. And then I boom. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying Tinder is not a place for y'all to find relationships because, like I said, this was a great run. We just could not see things eye to eye. We just could not. And communication and accountability is a must for me. You understand what I'm saying? I am never the one to sit here and say, uh, I like the happy wife, happy life type shit. No. Like, if you're that type of woman, you can stay out of my DMs. You can stay out of my messages. Let it go. Um, because I need a woman who's going to equally try just as hard as I am. And know that we're both not perfect at the end of the day. That, yes, I may slip up. That, yes, it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, we're putting... I, sh- I You can see that I'm putting my best before. You can see that I'm trying. You see it. And you acknowledge it. And you appreciate it. You understand what I'm saying? We need to stop acting like when we get into relationships, these are just piece of meat type things and everything. Like, I learned from this. It was it was a great lesson. Like I said, it made me understand what my capacity to love. First of all, I could love again, right? Because honestly, y'all, I didn't know if my heart could literally love again. For real. Seriously. I was such in a grind mode. <laughs> you know, such in a place of peace just being by myself that I didn't know if I could you know, have my heart flutter again like that. And it did. And I and I know that my heart can beat. So that's why I said I'm not opposed to me and her in the future 
if in God's plan, put us back into alignment. Because first of all, before we can love each other, you got to love yourself. And you got to know yourself. You got to know yourself worth. And to her out there right now, if she's listening to you, to me, there's no bad blood. I told you this. There's no bad blood. I got mad love for you. You may be mad at me right now, and that's fine. That that is perfectly fine. I got mad love. It's all love. And I have no discrepancies. It was it was great. It was a great relationship. We had a ball. We had a ball. And like I said, if in the future we get to that place or, you know, of both knowing ourselves a little bit better and God placing us in a new space, then great. If not, I appreciate every bit of this. Gave me joy. Gave me happiness. She taught me how to live a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Be more spontaneous. You know what I'm saying? A lot more getting out of my, you know, sexual comfort zone. You know, like a lot of stuff. So it, 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 we, we, I think we taught each other a lot of things on both ends. Um, and for me, I will take those. I will take what I've learned um, on a positive and a negative and, and switch it. One thing that she, she, she really has, um, one thing that she really taught me was my anger. You understand what I'm saying? How to control that. You know, because a lot of people know I pop off. <laughs> I'm a popper. You feel me? I pop off. She really taught me how to just sit there and just relax and take my time. And like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm going to still pop off. But she, now I understand, okay, let me not before I go overboard. You know what I'm saying? Let me open my ears before I get hot. Right, not saying I don't, but let me open my ears a little bit more. Let me be more of an active listener. You know what I'm saying? Learning through the relationships that you grow with, and like I said, these are not just friend, uh, just relationships, but it's friendships. And for us, I think we need to be friends first, and that's and that's what it is for me. I really do think that we need to be friends first, honestly. And it's all good in the hood. Period. Um, so like I said, my week has been just a lot of re reconstruction, renewing my mind and everything, getting me back together and everything like that. Cause in, in ending any relationship that you go through can, you know, it, it, it puts your mind in a, in a, in a space, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I didn't, you know, I didn't sit here and, um, yell, scream or anything like that. I, I, it wasn't no cuss out or anything like that. It, it was it was literally just a mature um, breakup, you know, and uh, that's where I knew my level of maturity as a man and my worth as a man and what I can and can't tolerate for real. And I was proud of me. I was proud of me. I was proud of me because I kept it real word from the jump and. It wasn't like I, I, I lied. It wasn't like I said anything out of pocket. Well, out of pocket. Um, but I kept it real from, from the jump. And when you keep it 100 with somebody from the jump, no matter what happens, it, it, it just like, okay, this is what it was. You knew it. I put all my flaws on the table. 
you know, and sometimes, you know, and sometimes the, the, the effect of, you know, sometimes saying that girls want, you know, all your flaws on the table, I think in a way can be a little scary in a way, you know, um, because I put all my flaws on the table and I don't know, it, it probably could have been scary for her. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, the, how I looked at it, it may have been a little scary, um, putting all my flaws out and, and, you know, just, just being me, you know, um, just, 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 Hey, this is what it is. Uh, so it's not saying I'm not worried about it, but I have so much of so much other things, um, going on right now that honestly, I'm not saying a relationship is not, um, in the works right now, but I need someone who's going to be strong-minded, um, more so who's going to just whatever, how, how about this? Whatever God wants for me, he's going to plan it. Bow. <laughs> Period. Um, so like I said, I wish her all the best um, with everything and no bad blood, man. Um, so I sound real groggy. And like I said, that's because I just came back from New York. <laughs> and um, this is not going to be a long show because I'm tired. I just came back from New York, y'all. And I will recap that on the PNA Talk of the Week. You understand what I'm saying? But we're going to uh, get into a few stories um, today that um, intrigued my interest while I was in New York. So let's talk about institutional racism. Institutional racism is still real here in um, uh, in America. Um, it's It's very real. And we need to understand that uh how can i put this gently i guess that more predominantly white schools probably schools period all over america um predominantly like i said predominantly white institutions are not going to automatically teach our kids um minority kids uh and specifically black students about our about American history, you understand what I'm saying? Instant, we're never going to get that. And I don't. And I, don't, I let me take that back. I'm not. I'm not going to say never because it may happen in the next hundred, two hundred years where we actually have to put these this history into our um, history books for real. You know the way they. You know the way we talk about Christopher Columbus and sailing the ocean blue in 1492 and blah blah blah. You know we have to put in that. You know. In the 1600s, you know, after the, you know, that that great slave trade, you know, Africans were forced out of their tribes and in their homes and, you know, came over here to the America, you know, and um, basically built the back were the foundations of America, honestly. And um, it's just kind of sad sometimes how... And I talked about this maybe like a few few um, episodes down the line ago. You understand what I'm saying? Like just talking about the fact how we as educators, maybe because I wouldn't consider well, I wouldn't consider myself an educator, but I guess maybe educators kind of have to do. I don't want to say a better job because I know people 
in education, right? And it's not to say that they're not doing a bad job. It's to say that the system has already has always failed um, students in giving them. Because listen, how would you feel telling? Like <laughs> I can just see it in my head now. Susan sitting up there writing on the board that black people, Africans, literally were whipped, chained, and enslaved. Right? Who you gonna let Susan take tell you that? You gonna let that happen? No. Like I, I remember so many of my mentors from undergrad leaving because they weren't getting promoted like their white coworkers. You understand what I'm saying? And they're doing the bet. Um, they're doing uh, the same job, if not better, right? Educators doing the same job, if not better, right? It's still around people. Institutional racism is still here. And let me just, let me just, um, Just hold on. Let me give y'all the definition really quick. Let me make sure. Because a lot of people don't know what this means. So let me just... Institutional racism is a form of racism expressed in the practice of social and political institutions. Um, it is it is reflected um, in the disparities regarding wealth, income, criminal justice, employment, housing, healthcare, political power, and education, among others. Right? So just wealth, education. Criminal justice, employment, housing. It's still here. I still have people living back home off food stamps. Because we don't, they're not, you know, the environment that they're living in who has them conditioned. You understand what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm, no, I'm the first one to sit here and say like, yo, get up out, you know what I'm saying? Try to get up out your hood. But you hear me say try. Because of those type of, Environments we have been placed in environments where us as a minorities and uh, specifically black people we are not trying to get up out of. But here's the thing: even being in those spaces, we're not putting money back into our communities, right? We're not creating a new Wall Street. We're not creating a new black or black Wall Street. I'm sorry. We're not creating new black communities like. You know, um, to the point where we can start putting money into that. Because why? If we start doing that, what is the white man going to do? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we, if we have the power, and I, and I really do believe we have the power. Like we have the power to make so many things black owned. And when I mean black owned, I mean that on a mainstream level. I mean that on a LeBron James, Jay-Z, Diddy type level. You understand what I'm saying? Mainstream level. And I know a lot of people have been playing their roles to make sure we can get there. Right? Because we talked about this last week. You know, it's so many people that's trying to play their roles in there to try to get that. But at the end of the day, it's it, it I will say it's it's still here, man. It, it it it's still here, it's still wild, and um be aware of it. Like I said last week, know know the rules of the game. Know the rules of the game and know how to play them. And then flip them bitches. 
You understand what I'm saying? Flip the rules. Sometimes you have to. You have to know how to play them. You have to know the rules first, know how to play them, and then flip them bitches. Period. So let's get into Big Sean. So Big Sean was caught backsliding with Ariana. Now you know we always can't talk shit. Damn it. All y'all done backslided. Hell, I backslided before. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, Big Sean said, listen, you popping right now. (laughs) I know I'm just playing. But um, Big Sean and Ariana were spotted um, out on the night of the town. Um, You know, he was with with her. She was with her dog and him. Um, Just chilling. And uh, I, I, I don't know. With Ariana, man, it's it's just weird. Like crying over, like, and then so many people people are going to take up for it. But y'all know me, crying over Mac broke up with old boy from SNL, and then you backslide with Big Sean. Help me understand. That's all I need to understand. Help me understand because where your your emotions are like this, are like up and down, like they're going everywhere, and. Rightfully so, I guess, because that's how most women's emotions go. They're they're up and down and everywhere around, period. However, I'm just trying to understand, dude, you were just you were just, right? So you just you just made these songs and was like, Oh yeah, just just come on, big shine. Yeah, I'm I'm on my like single shit right now. So you know but you know what? I can't be mad because a lot of people do what Ariana do or Ariana do. You know what I'm saying? Like once you break up or you feel heartbreak, you you go and um, you try to quench that heartbreak with um, some sex or some physical interaction instead of actually just understanding <laughs> why you're heartbroken. You understand what I'm saying? Sitting down and actually understanding. Honestly, y'all, I was celibate for a year. Before I met mine, right? Before I met my ex. So trust me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm fucking and sucking out here. You understand what I'm saying? Like exes, I just feel like when you when you have, when you get into the 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 singleness of it, we have to stop thinking that we're just single, right? We're just we gotta stop thinking that, oh, I'm single and I can mingle. No, single sometimes means sit your fucking ass down and get yourself together. Okay, let me love on you is what trying to or what God is trying to say. Whoever you pray to, let me love on you real quick. Okay, you trying to let everybody else love on you and you trying to let you trying to do everything else by yourself. Why are you trying to do everything by yourself? See, you, you ended up in this relationship. Because you're trying to do everything by yourself, right? You try to do, you, you didn't listen to me. You understand what I'm saying? And we're hard-headed. Absolutely, we are hard-headed. And sometimes we don't need to be in those mingle mentalities. When we get single, sometimes we don't need to mingle. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to sit back and just relax and take a time to just breathe. And grind. And get back into your work. And get back into your you. You understand what I'm saying? Get back into you. So, um, I guess shout out to Big Shine and Ariana. You know, if y'all making something happen, make something happen. 
Uh, y'all be coming out with a new single anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here for it. Uh, let's see. What else are we talking about? Little Pump got arrested. Next. Um, Travis, you cheated? Travis, come on now. Now it was reported or accused that uh, Kylie Jenner accused Travis of cheating. You know, after all of this Tristan and Chloe and Jordan drama. Um, Tristan was, uh, Travis was accused for cheating as well by Kylie. Here's the thing, man. Stop it, Chris. Chris. Chris, 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 Chris Jenner. You are probably one of the best managers that this world has ever seen. Because you flip shit like a, you flip shit more than a damn burger. You flip it. You flip shit more than you flip bird. Like, it's ridiculous. Wow. For what? Like, y'all just, y'all just don't have enough clout, huh? Y'all just don't know when to stop, huh? Like, it, it, it's just it's just y'all just want to just keep going, huh? You know, like, Travis cheating? Now, I, I can't say I can see Travis not cheating. But at the same time, like, why are you so mad? Why are you upset? Why are y'all so mad? Like, who said something? I think it was T.S. Madison on the shade room um, that made a great tweet. And it was, and it was, it, ugh, man, the tweet was, the tweet spoke. The the, the 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 tweet spoke because it was just, it was just so real. Like, why are y'all so pissed? Um, Hold on. It said, uh, trying to find it now, trying to find it now. All right, so the real T.S. Madison said, girl, Dirty Dick uh, has been out here fooling black girls for years. Bitch, this is what she's saying uh, on Twitter. Bitch, you think you think because uh, you you a Kardashian uh, pussy wasn't, uh, your pussy wasn't eligible uh, for that shit, for the shit they do? Sus, own the fact that it was your nigga that fuel, uh, fueled up your family, uh, or that fucked up your family, excuse me, and that y'all hoax fucked up other people's families too. Um, Absolutely. You feel like, seriously, own your shit. You feel me? Like, stop blaming the next person. Honestly, stop it. And that's what it is. Like, why are we accusing Travis of doing something right now? Because now we're just trying to make a big story out of nothing. Here's the thing. The Jenners and the Kardashians have enough clout to last for the next, like, 30 years. You understand what I'm saying? If you look at Kim Kardashian from 20 years ago or 10 years ago when she was Paris Hilton's assistant, she looks a lot better than what she did now. And she's more Americanized. And she is, she like I said last week, she is the new way of what women want to be in America. A lot of women, not, not all of them, but a lot of them. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of women want that. A lot of women want the Kardashian and Jenner spark. They want to be that. They want to be that. So, but you cannot sit here and continue to blame everybody else for your problems, for your mistakes. You understand what I'm saying? So let's get into Jordan, right? Let's get into Jordan uh, for a minute because Jordan, Jordan uh, Woods went on the red table uh, talk and told her story. She told her story. She told her story. And um, before we even get into that, mind you, she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Okay. 
So I just want to let that be known. She signed a non-disclosure agreement with the Kardashians not to speak. Not to tell the exactly truth. Now, mind you, right? My MVP of the week is Tristan, Tom- is Tristan Thompson. We'll get into that in a minute. My biggest loser of the week is Chloe. We'll get into that in a minute. That's why I had them. <laughs> so Jordan went on the red table and with Jada. And um, from what we know, from what we saw on the show, Jada, um, Jada and Will have known Jordan for years. Um, their family were very close together. Um, Jordan's dad was, a, a, I believe, an engineer on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Will and her father became great friends. And that encompassed in their family. And I believe Jaden, as 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 uh, Jada said, Jaden was a, a bridge for Jordan and Kylie to be friends. Now, mind you, at this time, they're children, right? They are kids. They're like maybe 12, 13, 14, you know what I'm saying? And at this time, innocence is everything, right? Innocence, and you, you're innocent, right? Then this is before social media really became the social media that we know today, right? So now we see the dynamics of all these families and how it kind of intertwined everybody. And now these now this situation has come about, and it's like, ooh, bam, it kind of. Tore all three families up. Here's the thing. I love the Smith family. I love, 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 love the Smith family. I love Willow, Jaden, Will, Jada, all of them. But I got to keep it 100 because it wouldn't be me if I wasn't. Faxies. Here's the thing. Jada, I wanted to give you MVP of the week. For the simple fact that this kind of story would have went to a Katie Kirk, would have went to a Nancy O'Dell, uh, would have went to like a um, CNN, not with Don Lehman, but just CNN. Um, it would have went somewhere that it, you know, it went up. But you got it. You understand what I'm saying? You got it with the red table. Now, don't get me wrong. That red table got some mythical powers, baby. However... If you knew, and I'm probably sure you did, that she could not sign a non-disclosure agreement or she signed a non-disclosure agreement, I wouldn't even have her talk. Break the non-disclosure. Like, if if you're going, here's my thing. If you're going to come on the show to tell the truth, your truth, tell the truth and the whole truth and risk it motherfucking all. Risk it. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't sign shit. I'm not signing a damn thing that the Kardashians are giving me. Because if they have if you have to sign something for them, they are in the wrong. You know they're in the wrong. And I can't imagine how many other people they've done that to. Right? To say, hey, you can't say nothing. This is what it is. Yeah, Tristan kissed you and he fondled over you, but yeah, no, no, no. It's your fault. Bitch, that's your man. Right? That's your man. So for me, it was like when Jordan was telling all this stuff, like, yeah, he kissed me when he walked out the when I walked out the door and then I was drunk and you know that's no excuse and blah blah blah. I'm like, Jordan, admit that you just had sex with this man. 
Like it's written on your it was written, it was written on your face sitting there. And I'm sitting there like you are literally. You're literally like trying to lie and it's cute and all, but it's not. It's not. And Jada is literally trying to pull the truth out of her. Like, I mean, trying. She trying to. She trying. She trying so hard. She trying to pull the truth little by little, little by little. And no, it, it, it she just wasn't. It just wasn't coming out. So it's just like, what do you do? You know, like at that point, I think you just you get to get your coins after this. Cause I mean, you you are in it now. You're in it. You're in this. You're in this space of now just going, and you've done what they've told you to do. So now, I it, it is what it is. Cause now they have the power. However, I would also say that you have a little bit more power than they do because you know the truth. You know what happened. You know what it was up. And people in California have eyes. You feel me? I'm I'm not I'm not I've never been to uh Cali, but I would expect Cali to be its own fucking country, damn near, because everybody has eyes over there. You understand what I'm saying? That's what fashion over is. That's where uh the Lakers play. That's where uh, your Golden State Warriors, the three time defending champions. Like you feel me? Like you don't think eyes are everywhere? That is that is one of paparazzi's central. You don't think Eyes are going to be everywhere. Hun, it's a party. We're taking phones. You don't think shit are, is about to happen? No, we were just... Listen, I get it. But at the same time, we know what's up. Own your shit. It's just owning your shit. So getting into my MVP of the week, Tristan Thompson... This man has played it low-key all week. Do you hear me? This nigga has played it low-key all week, and that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to play lows all week. Like I said, honestly, Tristan is about to get a bag. About to get a nice little bag. Um, And like I said, he get the MVP because he's just playing it low. You, ain't, you haven't heard no statements. All, all he said basically over these last week or two is that he cheated. Right, that's all he said. I admit to cheat. What is what? You know what I'm saying? Like I admit to cheat. So honestly, it's just like you've been keeping it low profile all all week, and it's just like whoa. Like I haven't heard not one statement from you. Nothing, nothing of any type of sorts. So you know what? Chill out, my brother, and uh, you take this MVP of the week <laughs> because it's wild. But my biggest loser is Chloe, and here's the thing, and 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 this is why I don't deal with the Kardashians unless it's Courtney. Hey, Courtney, listen, you're beautiful as fuck. Hit my line. You understand what I'm saying? Hit my line. I don't have a pager, but I can get one, right? Hit my line, baby. Because out of all the Kardashians and all the Jenners, Kendall, nope, sorry, take that back. Yep. Um, Courtney has has been the only one with some motherfucking sense, and that would be the only one that I would date, even remotely, because she's been having sense ever since I've been watching them on E. Literally, she started being a mother first. 
She was a mother, so she was like she. It was her mother. Her mother mentality was on a whole. Her personality was on a whole different level, and I felt that. Like you don't see Courtney a lot for real. Like of course on the show, but you don't hear about Courtney a lot because she's doing her own thing. First of all, all her men's have been from like they ain't been black. I'm just saying they ain't been black. Not all of them. Damn near every last one of Kim and Chloe's have been of our complexion. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Y'all like a little, uh, little black in your uh, uh, black coffee. Y'all like to be the cream. But see, sometimes y'all a little sour and make my stomach rumble. Okay? And see, a lot of people, and what I love about social media sometimes is that y'all motherfuckers are petty as fuck. Y'all know y'all love to dig some shit up. And see, When you dig shit up and you got evidence to prove it, <laughs> you kind of got to be like, you kind of got to reevaluate yourself. And this is where you say you, you can't sit here and beat a dead horse, right? You can't sit here and try to beat a dead horse. Because back in 2016, Chloe was literally doing the same thing with Trey Songs. Hence why her and Lori London are not friends anymore. Literally, they brought out the archives, like, literally, they was, like, on Twitter, Black Twitter was going in, like, Lauren tried to warn us back in 2016, they some fake bitches. That's what they said. They was like, we hate fake bitches. Now, we don't know who they talking about, but we obviously knew they was talking about Chloe. You understand what I'm saying? And now was the time where Chloe was going through this massive change, body, mind, and spirit, if you've seen it on the show, too. You understand what I'm saying? And she was damn near dating a lot of, you know, athletes and rappers and everything like that. And I don't want to say a lot, but she was dating a few. And uh, I think one of those was James Harden, too, at the time. I don't. I think that was like 2016, 2017. But, yes. Like, I believe the Kardashian curse is fucking real. Here's my thing. Chloe. You're getting this biggest loser of the week because you keep blaming everybody, but one yourself for allowing this to keep happening to you. This is what I mean by owning, knowing your worth, people. Tristan is not trying to be your man. He wasn't trying to be your man when he got caught the fucking first time. He's 6'9", 250. Where the fuck is he going to go? With an ass like that. Literally snapped a picture. He looked over and said, get me. Because literally he does not want to be a part of your family. People understand your dynamic. People understand who you guys are. And people don't want to be a part of that. They only want to be a part of that for your clout. America was built on clout. If you don't have the clout, you ain't making it. So what did I say? Chris literally not only put this to TMZ, because I really do believe um, Tristan cheated. But if Trist- but honestly, Chloe, you cannot sit here and keep blaming Jordan Woods for breaking up your family. Baby, like T.S. Madison said, niggas been sitting here giving dirty dick to, to different women and fucking them over for years. For years. And you want to cry over spilled milk? 
You know how many of my black queens are crying right now. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to laugh. I'm really just trying to be serious. Because it's just so funny to me. Y'all cry over every little thing. Like, my God, he cheated on me. It's, it's so many of my queens out here that are literally, black queens specifically, who are literally getting cheated on and not, bruh, bruh, and, and literally go about their day. And it's not all of y'all. It's some of y'all that just go about y'all day and just be like, you know what? I know my worth. I will not allow you to cheat on me. I won't even allow it. Because if he going to cheat on you once, baby, he going to do it again. And if you going to take him back, he going to do it. Hmm. Don't be a Chloe. Can we not? Don't be a Chloe. Stop being a Chloe. Okay? Don't be a Chloe. Stop being a Chloe. Stop hanging around Chloe's. Stop hanging around people that act like Chloe Kardashian. That, can, that will continue to sit here and be like, oh, it's the other person's fault and not blaming it on your nigga. You understand what I'm saying? And my dudes, take responsibility for your actions. You fucked up. Take it. You cheated, Tristan. You understood that. Now own that shit and leave this woman because you don't want to be with her. Chloe, he don't want you. He wanted you for your C-L-O-U-T, baby. That's what he wanted. Mind you, understand where Tristan is. I said this last week. Understand where Tristan's career is right now. Cleveland is like the fourth worst, the third to fourth worst team in the NBA right now. They suck. <laughs> they suck. So the clout is real. However, you going to continue to get your heart broken? But this even goes to my women just being regular, regular, schmegulous, doing the same Chloe shit. You going to be a Chloe? You going to be out here just defending your man every, every chance he stick his dick in somebody else's vagina? Oh, he was just, it was the girl fault. It was the... It's a lot of y'all that do that and will sit here and lie and say, uh-uh, I'm not taking him back, knowing your stupid ass going to take his ass back. Knowing you going to take his ass back. I get it. He got good dick. And he may have some suave words. But let this situation with Khloe Kardashian be a um, an eye-opener for you. Stop. Being a Chloe, you are worth more than what this nigga is telling you. You are more than what this nigga is showing you. So stop being so damn Chloified. And on that note, we're going to take a five minute break. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, and we'll be back in five. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Appearing Air Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 70. Episode 70, man. This is crazy. 70 episodes in. Um, cannot be prouder to have 70 episodes in already. Um, and let me just, before we get into the PNA topic of the week, because I see so many of my um, associates and acquaintances and um, some of my younger um, college um leaders and um 
future graduates, you know, creating podcasts and creating platforms. Um, I'm so proud of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is really a proud moment. Um, Here's some advice. Stay consistent. Right? Stay consistent. Um, Because there will be days where it will get hard. And you will be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. But if you have the passion for it, if you have the drive for it, anything, anything, you stay consistent. Because it's easy, it's easy to, it is so easy to just say, I don't want to do this no more. Trust me. I've been there. This is the first time for me that I've stayed consistent with anything that I've put my mind to. You understand what I'm saying? Consistency for me. Right? Like, stay consistent. Make sure you do your research. Make sure you elevate. The more your podcast, the more your brand will elevate, you have to elevate as well. That means your mind is going to have to change, but it's going to change for the better. You understand what I'm saying? I, my mind is on a whole nother totally different Like, Listen, it's ridiculous how much this podcast, my company, my blog, my brand has literally shaped me, reshaped me as a man. Seriously. And, and, and a lot of people will sit there and just take that as it is, you know, but I honestly really believe that when you go through any type of change, it changes you in a, in a, in a, in, in really great change. You understand? When you are making the attempt to change for the better, you're changing for the better. You're going to change for the better. And it's not going to be hard. And it's not going to be easy, right? It's not going to be easy. Because when you're doing something that a lot of people are, don't understand, you're creating avenues, you're creating avenues, and sometimes being, like I said last last time, being a lane creator ain't easy. I've gotten a lot of looks. A lot of people don't like what the fuck I do. But do you think I give a fuck? No. Because there are people that look to me for guidance. That look to me and ask me, hey, Ty, how do you do this? How did you get your shit started? Can you help me? Absolutely. But I'm only going to help you if you grind and if you work. Somebody just asked me um, a couple days ago, uh, how did I, you know, start my business? She was, you know, financially bound and, you know, she wasn't, you know, or financially stable at the time. And, you know, she she couldn't put money into our company at first. And I told her, I said, I didn't put money into mine either. <laughs> I said, I started with a Tumblr blog and a Facebook uh, page, which was Mr. Hicks and Company. Now, if you look a year and a half later, I have all this fucking equipment and a brand and my blog and my podcast and everything else which my blog will be coming this friday we will be recapping the new york trip um pictures everything will be coming on this blog it is amazing i loved love love, love, you you you, listen because we're recapping the new new york trip on the show but i'm going to go into a lot more detail in new york um on the blog in devontae's world because like i said devontae's world is my lifestyle and travel blog and new york was the first place that i traveled to this year so of course i'm going to write about it um it was it was a beautiful beautiful experience so let's talk about it damn it we already in it um so this new york trip um was with me and the bros and uh honestly me and the bros have not had a a um a bros trip since Atlantic City. We went to Atlantic City uh back in like 
2014, 2015, and it was like a, like a two, three day weekend. Like it was, it was, it wasn't long, right? So this time we went from we went to New York, right? Patrick wanted to shout out to Patrick, you know, for his birthday. He wanted to go to New York for his birthday. I'm like, I'm here for it. Let's go. Um, we got an Airbnb in Jersey, and um, when I tell you that stepping into New York was so surreal that like for me personally New York has always been that place where it's very unknown to me right it's very very unknown like Chicago cool I love I love Chi-Town but New York for me was a different type of feel I always heard of New York I always looked at New York on the TV screen and thought it was the biggest city in the world where like literally when people said you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. I literally had believed that momentum. Like if you can make it in New York, you can make it fucking anywhere. And when we got there, we we flew into LaGuardia uh, Airport, which is in Queens, and um, we flew in, and it was it was it was beautiful. Um, I want to shout out uh, Patrick's, you know, our boy DJ uh, slash Adonis. You understand what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't for him. We would have been strand. We would have been walking around uh, all New York with our bags and shit because we had nowhere to place our bags for seven hours. For seven hours, we didn't have nowhere to place our bags. We have nowhere to place our bags for seven hours, and we were just like, "Oh shit!" But if it wasn't for him saying, "Hey, come to my job and just place our bags here and just go tour, just walk around," it would have been like that. So shout out to him for that. Um, but I got, I got, I got some more shout outs, man. <laughs> um, it was literally. We literally walked the Brooklyn Bridge as soon as we got there. We literally took the train. The subway was our friend. Like, it's so much. Listen, we walked the Brooklyn Bridge. And when I seen the Brooklyn Bridge, um, it was something of a surreal moment. Because, as some of you know, I am a part of Alpha Kappa Sakura Business Fraternity. And our founders, you know, our Brooklyn Four, you know, were, that's where they met. And that's where they founded our fraternity. So it was just um, kind of a surreal moment to be on the bridge that, you know, you know, my founder sat here and, you know, started this beautiful fraternity. And I was just like, wow, it's just it was for me, it, it just felt like I was in a place of comfortability because a lot of y'all know I don't like Grand Rapids. A lot of y'all know this. And Detroit for me, I've outgrown a little bit um probably not even a little bit a lot um i've outgrown detroit um not saying that i won't be back to you know love on my city but i've outgrown it you understand what i'm saying and when i went to new york it was a whole new type of vibe the food oh moi kali and hey my god the food was amazing y'all like um I, uh, we, we, we got a, a, a New York pizza or a Jersey pizza, however you want to call it. Um, I, I, you know, I had to do it the authentic way and fold the pizza. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's no other way to do that. You understand what I'm saying? So I folded the pizza and it was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Now I will say like artichokes, um, artichokes is a big, big place and, uh, a big piece of place in New York, um, People are going to hate me when I say this. It wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Like, artichokes wasn't that great. We got two pieces of, 
it was like two um I think I had like two pepperoni pizzas and it was like yeah no you know what I'm saying like it was good because I was drunk of course but it just I don't know I it was good period but to have authentic authentic uh New York pizza was great um so before all of that though you know what I'm saying I'm scared of Jay yeah Honestly, we uh, that first day when we got there, we walked to Brooklyn Bridge. We um, we just toured Brooklyn. Honestly, we we literally stayed in Brooklyn the entire weekend. Literally, like we just left from Jersey and just did our own thing. You understand what I'm saying? So, literally that first night when we that first day, we touched down. You know, dropped our bags off, went to uh, walk to Brooklyn Bridge, took pictures. Um, Went to one of the malls, uh, walked uh, the Brooklyn, you know, walked downtown Brooklyn. Let me tell all my, uh, let me give y'all black queens something. If you've never been to New York, all my queens in Michigan or wherever you are, if you've never been to New York, especially in Brooklyn, you need to go. Because the building supply stores are lit. Lit, y'all. I Listen, Detroit has great beauty supply. I'm not going to lie. Detroit has great beauty supplies. Brooklyn just topped that shit by four. They had every type of lace front in there. I'm telling you, every type of lace, every type of wig, every type of frontal, every type of horse hair, every type of Indian hair, every type of cheap hair if you need it. It had everything. They had your Ariana wig, they had your Nikki wig, they had your Lil' Kim wig, they had every wig. Fellas, they had every chain, okay? Every chain. You every ring, okay? Glasses. I was like, oh my God, I stepped into heaven. I love a good beauty supply. Being grown up in Detroit, I love a good beauty supply. I love a good beauty supply. I got the shit that I needed. They had everything. Everything? everything Brooklyn was popping so then we get to Jersey you know put our stuff down chill out our our uh Airbnb was nice as fuck shout out to our Airbnb um Friday ha <laughs> Friday and Saturday listen here's the thing I don't believe that I'm appreciated in Michigan I don't believe it because I get to New York and you know you know what I wore for my birthday, right? I, I switched those outfits around, damn near, basically. And um, so what I did was I did the leopard. We went out to Law 45 in, uh, I want to say Bushwick. Um, and Law 45 was dope as hell. Dope, dope, dope club. I think it was a diverse mix of everybody. You had your LGBT, black, Hispanic, white. Um, everybody was in that bitch. Drinks were flowing. You had your food, um, late night food until like two o'clock in the morning over there. Coke check was like $3. Cool. It was free to get in. Bang, bang, boom. You just need your ID. Boom, bang, boom. We in that thing. So literally me and the guys are floating around this thing. We just floating. We just, we just giving, um, uh, we just floating around, you know what I'm saying? Just getting some drinks, just dancing, kicking it, whatever. I kid y'all not. And y'all can ask my boys. I was getting plotted on by everybody in the club. I don't kid 
and I wish I could lie. Men were trying to hit on me. Women were hitting on me. Men and women. <laughs> everybody. Because everybody like just loved my outfit. So for me, it was like, oh shit, okay, what's up? You know, everybody like, you look very, you look like you're from here. I got that I was familiar, right? I got that I looked familiar to people. Like, you look like you're supposed to be from Brooklyn. You look like you're supposed to be from New York. What do you mean? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm from Michigan. I was born in Florida. Yes, I was born in Orlando, in Michigan, right? Not born in Michigan. Crazy. But I'm just sitting there like I got that a lot that this whole weekend, like you look like you need to be from New York. And I'm like, whoa. And shout out to Roombie. Room boom, because she said the same thing. She was like, Yeah, you really look New Yorkish right now. And I was like, What? That thing? And I guess it was because I got that a lot. I did get that a lot that first night. Um I, I I really, you can say I was in my celebrity bag. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say that. I was in my celebrity bag because a lot of people want to take pictures and everything like that. Like, literally, Cordell had a Snapchat of people taking pictures with me and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't know y'all. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all just want to take a picture? For sure. Cool, no problem. And like I said, the opinionated brother was taking over New York, baby. But I didn't know I was going to take over like this for the 99 and 2000. So... Literally, y'all, we, we, that's when we go to our show, we get some pizza, and we go home. The next Saturday, we come out, and, or yesterday, we go out on Saturday, and we, 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 we tour around Canal Street in Chinatown. We're in Chinatown, mind you. Chinatown is lit as fuck. If you've never been to Chinatown, I suggest you go to Chinatown. Go to Canal Street. Any and everybody will try to hustle you. Um, They got Fendi, Prada, Louis, Gucci. Um, no fashion over, but they got, they, <laughs> they got, they got every designer knockoff brand that you can think of everything, everything. And they try to sell it to you for the low. They will bargain. They will sit there and be like, you'll be like 20 or they'll be like 20. You'll say fits. You'll be like, mm, I don't know. And they'll be like, all right, I'll take it down to 15 for you. Mm. I'm good. All right, 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't, they gonna make that money. They not afraid to sit here and come up. Here's the thing. New York, y'all have a hustle. There's a certain type of hustler in you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain type of hustle that New Yorkers have that I just felt like Detroit doesn't have. Michigan doesn't have. You understand? Like, Detroit, we're some hustlers. Don't get me wrong. We hustle. We get our bag and we get what we can get. You know what I'm saying? Like, not what we can get, but we get it when we can. You understand what I'm saying? But New Yorkers hustle on a level that is so... And I'll explain this more in in, in, the, uh, in my blog on Friday. But it's such, it's such a way of life, the way you hustle in New York. It, it's such a... Like, if you don't have that hustle, I don't know how you're going to make it. Right? So, basically, we saw that. We, we just saw that a lot this weekend. We saw how there was a lack of human interaction on the subway. Shout out to the subway because the subway or the, or was our was our friend. Um, uh, but those metro cards suck because they wasn't really scanning through the damn thing. Um, 
But even still, we uh, we went to Times Square, took some whack ass pictures with some whack ass Batman and minions and shit. We'll I'll post a picture later. Uh, and um, toured around Times Square. Um, went to Canal Street. Went to uh, like I said, we went to Chinatown, uh, and we went to the Eminem Factory. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we what else did we go to? We went to the oh we went to the Museum of Sex which was great. Um and it, it and it just and 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 I know a lot of y'all are like, "Ooh, sex." No. No, it it just not it's it's not just sex. Um it's it's sex, it's straight sex, it's gay sex, it's lesbian sex, it's all that. It it talks about um the uh the the history of pornographic films. It talked it showed how um there was a time where at you know, where filmmakers who were creating quote unquote real films were trying to ban um other filmmakers who were creating these these pornos basically to stop. You understand what I'm saying? Because they were they were big back then, uh, from what we were reading. And um it was so fascinating it's uh at a time because there was even racism and discrimination in, in porn in, in, in the pornographic uh, world, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a time, I, I believe it said that, uh, you, you, it was a time where during the, 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 uh, the late thirties and the early forties, where this was such a big, big booming sensation, um, where you could only stick with your race. Like you could, oh, like blacks could only, you know, like black people only fuck black people on camera. White people only fuck white people on camera. Uh, Hispanic can only have fuck Hispanic Jews. And you know what I'm saying? Like you can only fuck your, your specific, um, race or nationality, like that's it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was like, damn. So we, you can even see that there's been, you know, race. You, you can even see that uh, race, race discrimination, and you know, gentrification. Just it, it happens everywhere, even in the porno world. Um, and it was great. We got to um, jump on some inflated titties. Uh, I have a picture of me uh, with a titty. It was great. Um, and uh, you heard me inflated titties like it was great like these you could jump around it was like a little bouncy house and it was titties everywhere and you would jump around for maybe like a minute minute and a half and it was it was just great uh so then we just walked around man and honestly y'all i was people really thought i was from new york people really thought it was something because honestly when you look like money people are going to expect you to have money. Now, for me, I was balling in the budget times four, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to look my best. I always look my best, period. Or um, especially when I'm going out of town, you don't know me. I'm a, I'm a what? You don't, my stuff, what? You don't even know. So um, both that Saturday night, we went out to Spanish Harlem, um, went out to a dope, dope, dope Spanish club, um, got some hookah, got some bar, uh, got some drinks. And then our boy DJ brought his peoples. Um, and it's so crazy. Patrick been playing Gears. Now, you know, I always say that friendships come a dime a dozen. But you you can't meet friendship like this. Like, Patrick had a friend in New York, right? Never knew the friend a day in his life. Never saw him a day in his life. Played Gears with these two men for 15 years. 15 years. You hear me? Okay? Like, y'all been playing Gears since y'all was like, what are we, 25? 
10, 11, 11. Okay? Now, mind you, DJ is like 24. His other boy, Roe, is like, his other boy, Roe, is like 42. Right? Mind you, DJ and Roe are related, I believe. I think Patrick, uh, uh, he'll, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they are. <laughs> but they came in showing us so much love. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I have to give that appreciation to both, all of them. They showed us so much love in that thing. First of all, before we even bought bottles, they bought bottles for us. Had us a bottle of champagne. Bought us a bottle of Hennessy and orange juice. Bought, we have about, listen, my stomach is still rumbling and grumbling. We drunk so much, y'all. It was so fun. And like I said, New York appreciated me. The culture was great. It made me want to come live there. Honestly, not even no cap. Because I always said that Grand Rapids was never my market. I always knew kind of Michigan was never my market. Just not even to just do my podcast, but just to be me. Because I'm going to be me wherever, right? But the more people that it not even accepted, but the more people that are like me, right, are like-minded people, right? You always hear people say, get get a, get around people who are like-minded like you. You understand what I'm saying? And when I was around New York, people were hustling. It was no human interaction. Like Patrick pointed that out day one. There was no human interaction. You understand what I'm saying? Because people had, everybody had an AirPod in. AirPods were the way of the world in New York. Um, literally, everybody had an AirPod. Um, it was to the point where you look over and the whole cart of the train, about 60% of everybody either sitting down or standing up have AirPods or earbuds, or everybody got earbuds in their ear, whether they're AirPods or just on the on the wire, literally. So it was just like, everybody's getting to their bag, everybody getting to that money. And Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, damn near Monday through Saturday, everybody getting to the bag. You understand what I'm saying? Like, our Uber drive, the hospitality was one of the big, big, big things that New York showed me, which was great. Every place we went, and this is no cap, every place that we went showed us great ha hospitality and i mean that saying that from the food we got to the uber drivers we were riding with to even some of the people on the fucking train do you understand what i'm saying like everybody showed us great hospitality even the clubs you understand what i'm saying like we talked to we talked to to some beautiful women and we like, we're not even trying to be on that tip. We just want to sit here and chill and talk with you. And the fact that they were willing to sit in there saying, hey, just come down and sit down. Y'all want a drink? Y'all want some hookah? What? You can't get that here. Oh, hell no. You go up into, and trust me, I've went up to a lot of women. Okay? And the vibe is not that. They were so open. They were so ready to just, like, not not even take off that draw, because I, I let that be known. That's not even what it is. We just, we caught y'all, and we we see you, and we like, damn, they beautiful as hell. Let me go say something. And the vibe was very strict, 
strictly platonic, very friendship-like. Like, we just chilling. They trying to, where y'all from? Where you from? You understand what I'm saying? You from Ghana, but you was raised here. You're from, hey, what? You understand what I'm saying? Like, the love around New York was genuine. It wasn't like people trying to get up, you know, in people's draws. Because at 4 in the morning, that's when everything closed. So that's when the draws come out. You know what I'm saying? When, you know, in Michigan, we say by, by like, 2 o'clock, by, like, 10 to 2, by 10 to 4, that's when nothing but, nothing's open but uh, farm uh, legs and grocery stores. Well, up in New York, legs are open damn near all night, and things are open all night. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not, that's no gap, because everything closes at 4. Bars close at 4. Clubs close at 4. You understand what I'm saying? So from about 10 to 8, everything is open late. I'm just saying, hello. So New York treated us great. And I will definitely, definitely, definitely be back. The food was amazing. Um, it, it, it It was an amazing experience all around that I will cherish for a lifetime and that I will definitely be back because I have a conference, a podcasting conference, the Afros and audio um, podcasting conference is their first official conference of the year. And it's going to be in Brooklyn and I want to go. No, there's no want to go. I am going. I will be stacking. So if you don't see my face for the next you know, two or three months, it's because I have things to do. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I came back with a different type of mind. I'm acting different on y'all niggas. I'm sorry. Call it what you want. New York put me in a different type of mindset. I'm grinding. It's a lot of y'all that's not grinding. I thought I was grinding. No, seriously, but they're grind hard. They they grind hard out there. Of course, because everything is so much expensive out there. You understand what I'm saying? A brownstone is like four bands. You know what I'm saying? That's just rent. Right, so off bands, people were telling us if y'all trying to live here, you got to get at least four people to live with you. You know what I'm saying, or 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 four people in an apartment. You know, but at the same time, we also got you know some good advice from our Uber driver. He was um, one of our Uber drivers. He was just like, listen, if you come out here, he's like the first year or two, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. He's like, it's gonna be rough. But at the end of the day, he said, if once you start getting that hustle in you. Once you start getting that New York hustling, because this is, I'm telling you, it's a whole different type of hustle over there. Once you go see New York, it is a whole t- different type of hustle. And if and if you're going as a tourist, you're not really going to see it. But if you're going to see what New York is really about, to see what New York is not, not just being in Times Square, right? Because we didn't really, we didn't initially end up in Times Square first. We didn't even see all that we wanted, right? We we saw most of what we wanted probably a little bit extra what we didn't see what we didn't see was the empire state um we didn't go to, to the statue of liberty and we did not go to the 9-11 memorial but everywhere else we went to harlem bronx bk queens um jersey <laughs> Times square new york you know what I'm saying? like we were everywhere we were we were everywhere and it was amazing just to experience the authenticity of a city i love it you know, me and my mama did that when we went to Chicago, like riding the train instead of literally taking an Uber. 
because it's easier. It, and I feel like that's the more authentic way. That's that's the Chicago way. That's the city way. Give me the city way of doing shit. And the train wasn't, and it wasn't bad. It was amazing. Right? So New York, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for showing us so much hospitality. I want to thank you for allowing me to breathe your air, allowing me to see that there are bigger things that are out there just you know, from my imagination. You understand what I'm saying? I think when people go to New York, you're going to think bigger. You're going you're gonna to understand that there's so much more to just what's outside your window. Whether you're in Michigan, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in Florida, whether you're in Nevada, whether you're in any state in America or in the world, I don't care. To me, that being in the Big Apple felt like everything. You saw a wide range of diversity amongst people, and it was all love. Love, y'all. Straight love. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, like I said, um, my blog will be coming back, and I will be going more in depth about my trip um, on the blog on Devontae's World. But I just definitely wanted to recap uh, my trip just a little bit for you guys. Um, and just tell y'all that literally New York was everything. New York was everything. I couldn't do the podcast in New York because we got that fucked up. We were that drunk. We did not get, like, I was supposed to do it that Saturday, yesterday, basically. And we didn't get home till five in the morning and we didn't go to sleep till six. We didn't get up till about one. We didn't start our day till about four. So mind you, Nah, fam. It wasn't about to happen. So, um, it was just like, I, I, I need to come back and do the podcast. Um, and I knew this was a highly anticipated podcast because I know a lot of people were living vicariously through us, through, um, through our Snapchats, through our Insta stories and just watching us turn the fuck up. And we had a ball and we had a motherfucking ball and we balled on budget times four that's how you do it all right so shout out to dj shout out to all of y'all man shout out to ro uh shout out to dj's uncle you feel me like shout out shout out to y'all y'all treated us like royalty end up in that bitch i felt like a celebrity in that bitch it it really it really did feel like people knew me i was going up to people were at, you know Saying what up to me. I'm saying what up. Cordell saying like, you know that man. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, but it's cool. It was just love. You feel me? Like love was just spread around. You feel me? And and I loved it. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Every bit of it. And uh, who knows, man? I'm after after my master. You don't know, man. I might be up there. I'm, I might. I just might. We'll see. We'll see. I got a couple more chances to go up there. So. Like I said, um, New York was a blast, and I'll definitely write more about it on my blog, which is coming um, back this Friday. Just make sure you're ready for that. All right, so I love you guys. Um, Thank y'all for kicking it with me uh, on this groggy-ass day. (laughs) Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T-O-B underscore podcast. That's T-O-B two underscore, sorry, uh, podcast. T-O-B double underscore P-O-D-C-A. ST. All right. Make sure y'all do that. Follow us on Facebook as well. The Opinionated Brother Podcast. Um, brother is spelled B-R-U-H-T-H-A. I know a lot of you sit here and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm spelling it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. A lot of people misspell it, but um, 
just make sure you do better. That's all I ask. <laughs> um, just make sure you do better. Um, because I know I, I don't like to misspell people's names as well. So I ask that, you know, that same respect in return. And, it, and it's no, and it's not to be shady or nothing, but literally it's really like, okay, I want your business to flourish just as what, just as much as I want my business to flourish. Just same thing with my name. Right. Um, so just, um, make sure you follow us, make sure you follow and subscribe and review. We are, um, streaming everywhere. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, just make sure you follow and subscribe, man. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you, guys. I'm about to take a nap and uh, rejuvenate myself so I can get up for work in the morning. All right? Love you guys. Peace out, and have a great week.